Today's passage is from John chapter 1, verses 35 to 51. It is about the formation of the first group of disciples encountering Jesus. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want, he asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael, can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me, Nathanael asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the son of man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. So now we want to show you how it was like to be in his first life group started by Jesus himself. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hey, so this is Thaddeus. And, hey, Thaddeus. Tha and Thaddeus recently um, heard Jesus preaching yeah. in the synagogue here in Capernaum. And he would like to know more about Jesus. So I invited him to join our life group. Um, how about we introduce first ourselves to Thaddeus? Hey, Thaddeus, what's going on? My name's Nathaniel. Hey, Nathaniel. Hey, I'm Peter. I'm the big brother of Andrew. Nice to meet you, Peter. Thanks for joining us. Hi, good morning, Thaddeus. Welcome to this group's meeting. I'm Philip. Hi, Philip. Great. And I'm Andrew. You know me already. Yeah, I already know you. <laughs> and uh, so how, why don't we um, share our story and how we first met Jesus? Um, let's turn, turn to doing that. I'll go first. Okay. Um, so Thaddeus, um, have you heard of John the Baptist? Have you? A little bit, like little rumors and whispers. I don't know too much. Yeah, I was his disciple before I met Jesus. There in the river Jordan, uh, Jordan River, I was baptized by him. Oh, wow. The water was cold, but I felt joyful that my sins were cleansed. Uh, and I began to ask, what is my purpose? Mm. Is it just about catching more fish and getting bigger boats? <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, at that time, we, I decided, uh, Peter, Peter, my brother, and I decided to stay a little longer in Judea and learn more from John. 
And John taught us, you know, someone is coming, someone far more important than he is. Mm. And we asked, who is he? And John said, he's God's chosen one. Oh, wow. Um, and so the day I met Jesus, John was actually teaching us how to pray. Uh, and, but when Jesus kind of uh, passed by us, John points at him and said, look, the Lamb of God who mm. takes away the sin of the world. And I looked, and to be honest, he looked kind of ordinary. Skinny and tall, that's all. <laughs> but a thought flashed in my mind. Could he be the chosen one? And so I kind of, you know, talked to my friends, say, hey, how about let's follow him and see where he's going. Maybe we'll find out more. And so we walked behind Jesus for a while. And then in the middle of a desert road, Jesus turned around and said, what do you want? <laughs> well, he wasn't mad, like uh -huh. some stranger following him. But he was asking a question that's more so searching. You know, what do I want in life? What do I want left? And that's been the question I've been asking myself. You know, what is my purpose here on earth? And, and immediately kind of I felt that there's a great wisdom in Jesus. It's like he could see right inside my heart what I'm looking for. And so I said to him, Rabbi, where are you staying? I want to learn more about you. I, I, you know, the most, most of the time, most rabbis, they would accept students only after carefully examine you know, their character and their knowledge. Yeah, I remember when we were young. <laughs> yeah, and, but Jesus was different. He simply welcomed us. He said, come and see. Mm. It's like he invited me to know him personally. And by knowing him, I will get to know what my life purpose is. That's a and so that day I stayed with Jesus. It was just one day, but it was very powerful. I, my life was changed. The way that Jesus talked about God as his intimate father, the way that Jesus shared a meal with such genuineness and generosity, the way Jesus explained the Bible with such wisdom and insight, I felt that God was with him. Wow. And so that night, I was certain that Jesus was the one, the God's chosen one to save the world. And I want to be part of what God is doing through Jesus. I found my purpose. Wow. And so next day, I got super excited. I couldn't wait. And so I grabbed Peter and said, you know, you can't believe what happened. I found the Messiah. And you got to come and see him. Well, Peter can tell you the rest of the story. Well, I'm so intrigued to find out the rest. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Uh, I really appreciated you inviting me to hang out with you and Jesus that day. Thaddeus, I will never, 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 never forget my first encounter with Jesus. You know what? He changed my name. What? Your name? Yeah, I used to be called Simon. Yeah. And now Jesus called me Cephas. You know what Cephas means? Yeah, it means rock. Yeah, a rock. By the way, uh, in English, Cephas is Peter. <laughs> and in Spanish is Petro. And in Cantonese, Beta. <laughs> Let me come back here. <laughs> so... A rock, what does that mean? You know, people know me, I am a fisherman. I was a fisherman, so it would have made more sense to me if Jesus called me salmon or rockfish, <laughs> right? I would love that, but he called me a rock. <laughs> so I said, hey Jesus, what, what is it all about? And as Andrew 
described, Jesus was not a typical hero. Everything came out from his mouth was powerful, was irresistible. I didn't argue with him, but then he said something like, Peter, just follow me. You will figure out. Wow. You know, a name really means a lot to us as a Jew. Our parents spent lots of time. They were very serious about naming us because a name speaks about our, a person, speaks about who we will become. So a name is our identity, our character, and our destiny. And many people know me. I was very impulsive. Impulsive. I was very impulsive. And I am still impulsive but lesser degree. <laughs> I'm still learning. And I was very quick to take action because I want to win, I like to be the first, and I was very prideful in many ways because I was one of the best fishermen in town. However, I was not someone people can trust, people cannot rely on me because inside me, I reacted a lot, I reacted a lot to my fears inside. I have lots of fears, so I learn how to take control of the situation, sometimes people, to make myself feel safe. And Jesus calling me a rock was a real challenge for me to give up on my own strength. And now my confidence is in Jesus. That means I cannot no longer rely on my own strength. Instead, I have to trust God, what, what Jesus can do for me. So it was really life-changing. Yeah, so um, Jesus not only gave me this new name, he gave me a new identity, a new character, a new destiny, and a new purpose. So I hope, Thaddeus, you will also share this trust with Jesus. And this is my story. Thank you for listening. What an encounter. What a great story. Thank you. Hi, Tadeus. Uh, let me just tell you something different. My experience is not the same experience or story with the story of Peter and also of uh, Andrew. I was not looking for a rabbi or a priest or a pastor, nor any spiritual guidance, but I know that deep inside me, uh, something is missing. Mm. Something is not complete. So I would always uh, wake up early morning with that emptiness inside, and something must be missing out to me. And because of that, I have tried so, so many things, many new things, new experience, uh, including going to some places just to explore and meet some new friends and eat a lot of food. <laughs> Yum. Different experience. Uh, I had fun, but I could still feel that there is something missing inside. Until such time that Jesus showed up. He found me. I didn't look for him, but he just found me. And he told me, just come and, and follow me. And I could still remember even right now that that was one amazing experience that I have. To meet Jesus, the Messiah, the man whom the prophets and Moses were talking about. And I would say that 
that was one great, amazing experience that changed my life. In fact, I could not contain the feeling of joy and the feeling of excitement that is causing because of that personal encounter and meeting with, with Jesus. And because of that, I could not, that feeling of joy and excitement that you could not contain, uh, and you wanted to shout it out and share, so I invited my friend Nathaniel. At first, Nathaniel was very adamant and hesitant and I think was doubting for his own reason, but I just told him, just come and see and meet him. I would say that it, it was something very special. And to add that excitement is that I just learned that Andrew and also Peter, now we have you and we have Nathaniel lived on the same neighborhood that I live. And so I see this as an opportunity to just meet together continually in a life group. And probably, I'm sure that we have families. We invite our families, our friends, our me. neighbors, and those people that we know to just experience what we have experienced in a life group. So to sum it up, I would say that that was one greatest experience and adventure in my whole life, wow. meeting Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's amazing. We all have these different stories. We, we come from the same neighborhood, kind of we're all from, uh, from Bethsaida. And, and like, like Philip said, he was the one who introduced me to Jesus. But let me back up just a little bit and tell you kind of about myself. Okay. Um, I... I grew up, you know, I had a good family. We had a little farm on weekends. You know, I would go fishing and try to, you know, get a little bit of extra food and stuff like that for the house. But I never really felt like I fit in. You know, I was kind of a weird kid, uh, to be honest. I, I, I had lots of questions. I remember the, the, like, the traveling rabbis, they would come to town. And, and I just, I was always the kid that was just asking questions. And my uncles would get so embarrassed by me. They're like, hey, shut up, man. Just be quiet. Don't. <laughs> Don't make the family look bad, you know? But I'm like, ah, question, what's the Messiah? And all these, these things. And um, so I didn't feel like I fit in, so I had this little fig tree. It was kind of right outside of town. It was down in this valley. And I used to go hide out under this fig tree. And I would just be alone down there, and, and I would pray and kind of talk to myself. And looking back, I think I was probably struggling with some depression, some anxiety. Doubts. Just doubts, just not, not really having a place. And one day I was leaving my little hiding spot under the fig tree, and I was coming out, and I ran into Philip. And you guys know Philip. I mean, Philip has always been like 100%, 100% of the time. Like, he's an intense dude. Like, do you guys remember that year he got into camel racing? It was so weird. Like, he was going to, anyway, that's a side story. But, but Philip. I want to see pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's wild. And, but Philip's like, dude, Nate Dog, come. You have got to see. I, I met the Messiah. And, and at first I was like, the Messiah? Okay. I mean, Philip's intense. Maybe he just got a little bit excited. And, but I, I was intrigued. Like, maybe this was sort of the answer to my doubts. And so and I remember I was kind of, you were, kept telling me about it. You're like, no, it's this guy. His name is Jesus, and he's from Nazareth. And I was like, oh, man, from <laughs> Nazareth? Like, we all got our stereotype of Nazareth, I mean, what's right? was good from there, right? Right, a bunch of hill people. That's what I thought, you know? And, and uh and yet Philip was so cool. Philip was like, no, just come and see. 
And that's what I needed. If he would have tried to convince me, if he would have tried to, like, you know, argue with me about this, Jesus being the Messiah, I, don't, I think I would have walked away. But he just said, come and see. And so Jesus was staying at your mom's house. And so we started walking down the road to your mom's house. And Jesus was sitting on the porch. I'd never met him before. I'd never seen him before. And as I'm walking, he was like, hey, look at there. There's an Israelite with integrity. <laughs> Which is weird, right? Like, I had no was idea what he meant. Or was that a compliment? Well, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if he was, like, mocking me or being sarcastic. And so I got kind of defensive. I'm like, how do you know who I am? And he goes, I saw you under the fig tree. That was weird. Like, like your private spot? My, my hiding spot. That was my place. And he said, I saw you. And I think in that moment, what I realized is Jesus knew me. Wow. Jesus knew my struggles. He knew my doubts. He knew everything about me. And from that point on, my, I, I knew I needed to follow him. This was the king. This was the Messiah. This is the one that all of my doubts and fears and concerns um, were leading me to. And uh, so I've been a follower of Jesus ever since. And it's been so awesome that I'm now not only am I like individually a follower of Jesus, I'm now part of this group, this group we call ourselves the disciples, the followers. And, and we're just trying to, to live this life adventure of following Jesus together. And um, I just welcome you. Thanks for coming and being part and exploring this with us. And um, I just want to invite you to, to go on this life adventure with us. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your stories. And yeah, I'm same. I'm like trying to figure this all out myself too. So thanks again for just welcoming me. I, I feel really, really part of this group. So thank you. All right, Bridges, let's give a huge round of applause for our actors. All the way from Niles, California. Okay. So clearly we were using a little bit of imagination, right? We were, we were taking the narrative, a, a story many of us have heard before, and we were kind of imagining some of the details, imagining what was happening, imagining what was going on in people's hearts and minds. Uh, but some things I want to just make sure I draw our attention to this morning. One is I love how each of these people was invited to follow Jesus by somebody else. Right? Starting with Andrew. Andrew and his buddy, the, the unknown disciple, they're there with John the Baptist, and John the Baptist says, that's the guy, follow him. And then Andrew gets excited, and he runs out, and he gets his brother Peter, and he's like, Peter, we found him, come and follow. And then Peter and Andrew, they go back to their hometown, where they grew up, and they just happen to bump into Philip, probably somebody they knew, somebody they were friends with. And then Jesus calls out Philip, he says, hey, come and follow me. And Philip is so stoked that Philip runs out and grabs Nathaniel and says, Nathaniel, come and follow Jesus. This is, this is it. And I would be willing to bet that most of us here, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are a follower of Jesus because somebody invited you to follow Jesus with them. Isn't that true? I mean, and I can think of actually several people in my life who have said, come and follow Jesus. That's why our, our mission statement ends with that word, following Jesus together. Because there's something powerful about when we invite each other. And that's not just somebody who's never met Jesus. Sometimes that's inviting somebody who has known Jesus for a lot of years. And we say, come, let's do this together. Let's discover who Jesus is and how he can change our lives. And I hope you saw that in the narrative this morning. Another thing I love about this story is that each of these folks, they had their own questions. Right? Go back and reread that little passage. You'll see that each of them, when they discover Jesus... 
they actually say something very different about who Jesus is. For some, he was a king. For some, he was the Messiah. For some, he was just somebody to follow. And they were all had these different reasons that they were pursuing Jesus. And I'd be willing to bet for us, we all have different things that we're looking to Jesus for. Right? For some of us, it might be peace. For some of us, it might be hope or salvation. Some of us, it might be community. It might be family. But regardless of what, what we're drawn to, to follow Jesus for, how cool is it that each of those early disciples were also brought into a group. They were brought into relationship with each other. There was a community that was formed in following Jesus. And I think following Jesus always is best in community. It's best in relationship with each other. And part of the joy of coming here on a Sunday morning is we get to, to celebrate following Jesus with all of us together, especially part of this one service. How awesome is it to all get to be together a couple of times a year and worship in different languages? Isn't that awesome? Woohoo! So real quick, look at the person next to you and say, I'm glad you're here. All right. You meant it too. I love it. But here, also say, also realize this. You are going to leave here this morning, and you will have shaken a bunch of hands. You will have given hugs or elbow bumps or whatever you've given. But I would be willing to bet, even though we have lunch afterwards, it's going to be hard for us to have deep conversations here, right? It just is. We're going to talk. We're going to share about our weeks. We're going to connect. Think this is the place for deep, authentic, meaningful community. And that's why as a church, we're so passionate about life groups, because life groups are this place where we come together with a small group of people, we study God's word, and we really ask the question, how do we live out this life adventure of following Jesus? How do we do this? And we speak into each other's life. And I love how Ching was sharing that her group wouldn't let her be silent, right? They wouldn't let just one teacher be the expert. They said, no, we all have to share. We all need to give feedback to each other because we need each other. And so the big push for this morning, the big takeaway is if you are not part of a life group, join a life group. We've got several new life groups that are just starting this week. We've got old life groups, not old people, but older, like existing life groups, some with old people, some with young people. Um, but they're, they're spaced for you to come. And we really believe that, that life happens in our life groups. And all of our life groups are on our website. And we have trained anybody who's wearing one of these little tags. They have been trained on how to help you navigate through life groups. And we're going to be at the tables in the back. Think like the Genius Bar at the Apple Store, if you've ever been to that place. Um, but it's not the Genius Bar. It's like Just Smart Enough Bar. That's what we are. Um, we, we've got just enough information to help you out. And if you have a hard time navigating our website or navigating our life groups, come talk to us. We want you to get part of a life group. And I just want to encourage you, don't look for the perfect group. Don't look for the group that you know the most people. Just pick a group and plug in. And I believe that following Jesus is the greatest adventure of our life. And I believe the greatest adventure of our life is best experienced in community with each other. So that's your takeaway. That's your homework. Do not leave here today without jumping in to join a life group. But now we need to celebrate and continue praising God for who he is and what he's done. So let's do it, Angela.
Thank you for listening to the Bridges Community Church Sermon Podcast. Bridges Community Church is located in the San Francisco Bay Area in Fremont, California. To know more about Bridges Community Church, please go to our website at bridgescc.org.